a Telltale Pod production. Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Belan Chapter 32 We stand outside the street shelter, a fierce pride booming in my chest when I think of everything we've got through together. I link arms with Jivan and when I shoot him a glance, the feeling fades as quick as a blown-out candle. I've put him through so much. His clothes are torn. His hair is grey from the dust and dirt of the dump. His hands are covered in cuts and bruises. If his mark could see him now, she'd hardly recognise him. She always used to make sure his clothes were washed and ironed. I'm sorry. I say, my voice small and gruff. We'll find your papa. He takes my hand. You're strong, Asha. Look what we did. We'll find him and the three of us will go home together. Maybe if his ma saw him now, with that fearless look on his face, she couldn't help but be proud. Darkness is creeping into the sky, and even though it isn't cold, a shiver trembles down my spine as we turn away from the street shelter and think about venturing back to Zanderpore. I found some rupees in the truck. Why don't we get a rickshaw? asks Jeevan, sticking out his arm. Look at that one! A motor rickshaw strung with glowing rainbow lights is slowing down coming towards the street shelter. Remember what happened the last time we got a taxi? I say. But we don't have much choice. Alone in Zanderpore? Or take another risk? You never know, he says. They might come prowling for us. Anyway, how else will we find Connor Place at night? A sing-song voice springs out of the rickshaw. Connaught Place? asks the driver, stepping out and yawning. I was just finishing my shift and about to go home. But jump in and Raj will be happy to take you to your destination. He looks at us with sad eyes. His rickshaw could win a prize for the most colourful vehicle in the whole of the city with its painted palm trees, golden sunsets and elephants. Piled high on the roof and stuffed into every window are the most beautiful cushions I've ever seen. Even in the semi-darkness, the colours are electric. There are green and red ones, swirled ones and striped ones. After what we've been through, I don't know if we should, I whispered to Jeevan, my heart beating hard. Let's think about it a minute. I run my fingers through my hair to dry and brush out some dirt. My clothes are stiff with filth and we both must smell awful. 
Ha ha! Do we know you won't take us somewhere else? I ask. He looks at Sirius. There are many bad people in the city, and I am not one of those. I promise. He begins to get back into his rickshaw. It's your choice. Only if you want to save rickshaw. He opens up his wallet and shows us a photo. This is my daughter. And this is Lakshmi, my wife. And who's this handsome fellow? Oh, it's me, he chuckles. He sits at the wheel of his taxi and speaks to us through the window. My wife makes cushions, he says. I deliver them around the city. He looks in his mirror and makes a funny face as if he's thinking, I have a special big assignment. He twists round. You see the cushions? Big wedding, big cushion order. And then he speaks more quietly. Royal wedding! Hush, hush! Palace at the edge of the city. Beautiful cushions for beautiful princess and guests' big bottoms. I've almost forgotten what it feels like to laugh. And I can't help the giggles exploding. But the next minute I'm smearing dirty tears across my face. We were trapped in a dump, I blurt. He gets out of the taxi again and smiles. Squish in. Raj will take you. No more crying. Okay. He dabs at my cheeks with the cuff of his shirt. Bit better, little one. You look like you have suffered enough. Would make my Lakshmi cry too. We've come from Mormonali to find my papa. He lives at 102 Connaught Place, adds Jeevan. Raj raises his eyebrows and whistles. Long way. He starts moving the cushions. We'll put them in the front so they don't get dirty. And and don't be offended, but uh, maybe I put this plastic on the seat. I look down at my blackened fingernails and shove my hands behind my back. And one more thing, he says seriously. You know anyone else who can do this? He wiggles his ears and his eyes spin around at the same time. He ruffles Jivan's messy hair. You want to learn this? He's funny, laughs Jivan, copying Raj. I think we can trust him. I giggle. Let's get in. I let my shoulders slump against Jivan and wipe my cheeks. We can pay. I'll charge you a cheap price. All relaxed now? Get steady and go. Raj zips around the busy roads, beeping his horn, even though there doesn't seem to be any need. It's like he's on parade and wants everyone to look at him. He clicks his indicator and we take a sharp turn off the main road into a smaller street, which seems to go on forever. Nearly there, he calls from the front. 
This is where the factories are. I know my papa's working in a factory, I say to Jivan, but surely he doesn't live in one as well. What these men do for their families, says Raj, twisting to talk to us. Here is 58, says Raj, slowing the taxi down and peering at the buildings on the side of the road. 74, a hundred, a hundred and two Connaught Place. Is a child husk of a building with blackened windows which stare back at me like dark hollow eyes, the ground in front littered with lengths of half burnt fabric. Has Papa been caught in a fire? Was he trapped inside? I fling the rickshaw door open and hurtle towards the building. No! I cry. My voice is strangled. Everything is blurred. The stinging smell of fumes clings to the air. I feel Jivan's arms holding me, Raj trying to talk to me, soothing me. I pull myself away from their grip and hurl myself on the filthy, charcoal-covered ground. Papa! I scream. That was another Tell-A-Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com.